So weird. I guess it was the updates, whatever you did. Or or the internet connection. Maybe well, today you night. sound great. Yeah, you sound Good. fabulous. Yay, we can do it. Fantastic. <laughs> Just want you to know, Chris, that Eve is a magician. <laughs> I think that Mercury Retrograde, which Lori doesn't believe in. <laughs> I believe in Mercury Retrograde. It actually showed us a way through. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gen X Stories, a podcast about how the so-called lost generation found itself. We are your hosts, Eve, Laura, and Chris. Courtney's going to be joining us on new episodes again shortly, and we just can't wait. Today's topic is one we can all relate to, turning into our parents. Did we ever expect that would happen? Have we fought it as we have become grown-ups, and how? And really, what does turning into our parents actually look like for a sarcastic, non-conforming group like Gen Xers? I'd like to say you'll be surprised by our stories and opinions, but I'm pretty sure you're going to grudgingly recognize yourself. It's okay. We won't tell. All right. On with the show. Hey. Hi, everyone. So, parents. Mm. <laughs> when I brought this topic up, Lori was the one who reminded me of those progressive commercials. You Have you seen the commercials, Chris? Uh, you have like, to watch TV to do that, right? So oh. Probably not. No, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of TV recently. There's a guy, he goes by Dr. Rick. There's a series of these ads which have been going on for years where he's trying to help new homeowners because it's insurance who are turning into their parents because they bought a house. There's an old one about how many pillows do you need on your Pillows on the, on the sofa. <laughs> And the, the people are all dressed like older people and they're probably in their 30s. They're well, clever. And then the most recent one, they, they were going to a, a football game and they're parking mm. <laughs> and, they're, and they're trying to find the right parking spot or they're trying to figure out how they're going to get out. And then when are they going to leave the game? And I always thought that was hysterical. But Lori, you reminded me that that's us. That's where we're at right now, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> yeah. There's one about the airport too. And oh. then Getting the grocery store. Early. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, if you get a chance, we'll drop it in the notes. And then Dr. Rick has actually done uh, like a TED Talk thing you can see him on stage with a mic and he actually has a phrase he calls his parent from parent mermosis parent mermosis got it <laughs> it's very funny but in doing this episode Lori and I were talking about saying we're gonna just talk about stuff I'm like yeah no I'm gonna do research I know I was like how do you do research on this she did research <laughs> they talked about those ads I, I thought it was targeted to younger people they are targeting into millennials and gen xers the reality is that's where we're at this came to me in the middle of the night after after I had a father moment. So you guys have heard my dad call in by accident. Sure, sure. Dad has this thing where he doesn't speak the right words, but I still understand what he's saying. And he makes words up and he'll make a little song. And I was in bed one night and I started singing to myself nonsense. <laughs> and I'm like, I have become my father. I didn't expect that. So what what's killing me? Is it is it just now hitting you that yes. you become your parents? <laughs> well, because it hit me a long time ago. Yeah, it's just like a slow, slow evolution. Oh, right. Like, oh yeah. my God. I think it's twofold. One is becoming your mother is such a trope for midlife women. True. Mm -hmm. That happened to me since my mid twenties. Because there's some positive, wonderful things about my mother. And then there's some stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that. And my right. boyfriend at time has been like, <clears throat> Michelle, He'll, he'll call me Michelle. So it never occurred to me that it was anything more than daughter, mother shit. That's mm. just what happens. And so when I started behaving like my father, and, and this was maybe two months ago, I'm sitting on my couch and I have this fluffy blanket. And I looked at it and said, you're my fluffy knucker. <laughs> don't, don't try to know. say that. 
fast. Yeah, you. right. <laughs> I keep forgetting if it was fluffy knucker or fuzzy knucker, but it but it I think it was fuzzy if I, if I remember the story fuzzy, correctly. It's a fuzzy knucker, <laughs> and it's because it's this fluffy blanket. But I looked at that and I just said, I said, oh shit. And the next day I was talking to my dad. I'm like, yeah, I called this my my fuzzy knucker. He's like, well, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, yeah, to him. <laughs> So the, the turning into the parent thing, I did not see until it was very clearly flashing your dad. Is that happened to you, Chris? When did you start seeing this happen? Like I said, you d- you just start to see little things. And part of it is just uh, you're in your 20s or whatever. You don't have a lot of responsibilities. You're not responsible for any other thing except for yourself. And then suddenly all the sort of layers of complexity, like, oh, you got a house now and you, oh, you got a job and oh, you got to make sure that you pay your insurance thing. And when you're in your 20s and you're living like a slob. <laughs> And you're living with five other slobs in a house that you don't care about and nobody does the dishes. And then suddenly you have your own place. You're like, I don't want this to look like shit. So you start paying attention and maybe it's just being grown up is more like your parents. But then there are the little idiosyncrasies that do happen. When I was talking to my wife about this, I'd say the topic is, are you becoming your parents? And she's like, yes, you are. <laughs> she you said are. that to you, that you've become your parent. Which one? Like your mother, your father, or both? Uh, more my dad, probably. Okay. It's small things like, why is the teen sitting on the, the kitchen counter? You have to sit on the kitchen counter. We have chairs. Can you put your feet down when we're having dinner? Things like that. Now, in my day, it would not have been as gentle in terms of the the request to get your ass off the the kitchen counter than get your ass off the kitchen counter where it's like, now it's a little bit more gentle. And Mm -hmm. so maybe that's the difference. Well, because you talked about your dad looking at your shoes. Those are stupid. I think it was, I either look like a jackass or that, or (laughs) that looks stupid. Yeah. yeah. And and I can't imagine you being that way again, because I've known you since you were kind of sort of grown up. I was on my way, I guess. But I could never imagine you like that. Lori, I never knew when you were younger. No. So I don't know you as anything else. <laughs> when did you start seeing that you were turning into your parents and which one first, mother or father? Well, the first thing that happened to me was I saw a photograph. I was with some friends and I was like, why is my mom in that picture? <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked again and I'm like, that's me. Oh, and that was in my mid 20s. Oh, right. And shit. no, seriously, at glance, <laughs> it is exactly my mother. Wow. And I thought, when did that happen? <laughs> and then and then mostly my voice. My voice sounds a lot like my mom. Now, my mom's a little more soft spoken than me. Okay. I'm a little louder. Shocking, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more like my dad. But it, I, I come by it all naturally. <laughs> is it is it your cadence that you recognize in your mother or the things that you say? Both. Like I can actually hear her voice in my ear right now. Oh. I can hear her. Like when I would answer the phone when I still lived at home, they would say, oh, hi, Barbara. And they'd start talking like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't say anything I don't want to hear. This is not this her. Is like, oh, <laughs> so they thought you sounded like mm-hmm. literally you sounded like literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. And then every once in a while, my bestie, Maria, she'll Maria. say, oh, OK, Barbara. <gasps> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I did, it is what it is. So I'm obviously having a, ver- a, a visceral reaction to that. Is it, is it horrible to you that like if someone no. says that you become OK? So <laughs> no. And Chris, is it horrible when your wife says that you're your, your father? No, I mean, I, I think she's right. I think that we're the history that as of what's come before us and we are the product of two mm-hmm. personalities. So there's a lot that just rubs off. It's the way that they looked at the world, the way they handle problems. And then there's just basic regional kind of isms that just happen. You do end up looking like your parents as you get older because you're getting older. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody saying, it's like, if you want to know how you're going to look at 50, just look at your either your mom or your dad. And it's going to be either the parts of that or all of that. And that's just how it is. Eve, you're going to start rocking the dog in that silly outfit your mom had on the other day. (laughs) I was comforting myself because my mother and I have styles that are entirely different. And I do believe that we react to 
what our parents are, the opposite, right? What would be the opposite of my family? So I went in a very black phase, right. no big jewelry, a little punk because she didn't have it. There's some color coming back into my wardrobe a little bit now, but it'll never be like the prints, the different mismatched prints. And the picture that Laura's re- referring to is I posted on Facebook that mom is in Florida and my father posted a picture of her with this Mongolian shaped fur hat <laughs> and like a couple different layers and these really bright pants and I thought she sandals. looked great. And I look at that and go, there's not a fucking chance that I would do that. But the things that are a little bit more subtle come in because you brought it up, Chris, that you're going to look like your parents. So put me next to my mother. I physically look like my mother. Put me next to my father. I physically look like my father. And that's always been okay with me. But it's the mannerisms. When I was growing up, I'd look at my mother and she's always late for one thing. I'm like, never going to be late. She's a little difficult to deal with, but she's very creative. And those are all like, I'm going to be the opposite. So when I get called out by my boyfriend or I've gone off deep end, And he looks at me, Midwesterner, and he's like, do you want me to say it? (laughs) (laughs) And he just has to say that. I don't mind being like them at this point. I minded younger. But in my 50s, it's kind of like they're both successful. They're both smart. They haven't aged like other people. There's things there that I can hang on to and say, okay, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, of course. But as a kid, I never thought that I would. Did you ever think that that would happen? No, I I, I think that you're creating your own identity. You you think that your identity has to be absolutely unique to you. And you come to find out that it's not. (laughs) It's not. We're all soup. We're just a little bit different ingredients, but it's still soup. Some might have a little bit extra kale in it. I don't know why. And some people might have extra beans, but it's still soup. God, this is a terrible analogy. But as you grow up, you you find that all the little things that make us uniquely different, not that different. I still don't want to believe that yet. I still don't want to believe it. I don't understand why it's such a thing. I guess I just... uh, resign just, myself to it. It's yeah. like, it is what it is. I mean, there's a lot of people. We're different. There's very few Abraham Lincolns among us who have such an exceptional impact. And the rest of us are just going to be here, do our thing, hopefully make the world a little bit better. And when I look at my parents, they did a really good job. And if, if I'm starting to accumulate those kinds of physical mannerisms and then there's personality mannerisms, I'm getting a little bit of both. And I think that just comes with age. I think that's the case too, but I don't want people to think that we are homogenous here. We have relationships with our parents that are good. They're There are people who have bad relationships with their parents. And so the notion that they're turning into it at this time, I don't think is as positive for them as it is maybe for those of us who recognize that the conflicts are done. We're middle aged and we just accept it. But I don't think that's the case for everybody. And so I do want to make sure that that for people who are listening, we know that there are folks who struggle with their families. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there there are parents who are not good parents. Right. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I think parents always want their kids to be better than them. That's the hope is like, take the parts of me, fix the little parts that I need work on, and then be a little bit better. And you just hope that we evolve into this sort of uh, timeline of genealogy that it just hopefully gets a little bit better and better. One of the things I read is that start to realize turning into their parents when they have kids. I'm close to my mid 50s and. I think I am in my mid fifties. Um, <laughs> I think you are in your mid fifties. I'm Hello. in my mid fifties, and I think it was happening before. But you were really responsible for another human being when you have a child, and mm-hmm. that is a game changer. And people can try to tell you that. People can say you don't get it, and you really don't get it until it's you're in it because it is not about you at all anymore. That's why I think I'm I'm weirded out by this turning into the parent thing because it seemed like it was so different. The circumstances when we were growing up versus circumstances now as mm-hmm. we are dealing with younger people right. seem so different. Like, how could we become our parents? <laughs> because we had to. 
Yeah. But I would say we have to. So I mean, we got to turn into could, something. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you plateau and don't grow at the age of 23, I'm not really interested in hanging around with you anymore. <laughs> there is that. And I'm not of the plateauing mind. I get that. Right. There's evolution, there's all that stuff. But it took me until I was middle aged, probably after my divorce, to be honest. I think that shifted. So the, the research that I saw said between 33 and 34 for men and women, sometimes that's the range where people start to realize they've become their parents. For me, it was in my 40s. I think when you're teenagers, you're always going to be battling your parents to some degree because you're teenagers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you think you know everything. And you right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the breakfast club? There's that line in there and they said, do you think we're going to turn into our parents? And then Ali Sheedy says, it's inevitable. When you grow up, your heart dies. And that stuck with me. Like that, that was, that defined in my mind, even though my parents were good parents, that stuck with me. It's like, if I ever become like my parents, my heart's going to die inside. And, well, and I never wanted that. Okay. I see what you're saying. But, but, I think that that's the, the interesting thing. First of all, John Hughes was probably in his 40s when he wrote it. Right. He was, was a boomer. So I, I don't believe the truth in that. I don't think your heart dies. I think it evolves. The way that you think about the world when you're a teenager, you have no sense of mortality. You, you think that you can do anything. And there's a lot of opportunities and possibilities. But life hasn't, for most people, hasn't come along and just given you a shake. I think it, that. It's not your heart dying. It's you adapting as you get older. Maybe that's what she meant when your heart dies, because I take her point. You're a little more serious. You're more responsible. All those things. And so then is it your heart dying? That's what an angsty teen. That's what thought. an angsty teen sees it as. And yeah. I, I get that, that perspective. In retrospect, yeah. But I think in the reality of it, having gone from 15 years old to D4, it's, it, that's not the truth. Gaining perspective does not necessarily mean that you lose something by gaining yeah. this perspective. I think it's not a zero-sum game. Yes. It is an addition. You're just layering on more tools in the toolbox. That's all. You use the word evolution because we've used that before, too. The girl we're talking about midlife crisis. And, mm. and I think Courtney may have been the one she who did. said, she said, actually, I'd rather say evolution as opposed to crisis because we're just changing. So I love right. that you just brought up that word again. How many of you didn't do the things that you're talking about when you were younger because you were defying your parents? And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, my mother's right. Shit. I should have listened to my mom when she said that she didn't like one of my friends because she was always right. Those kinds of things, I think, is less about becoming my parent, more becoming aware. And maybe that's just you know? what becoming your parent is. It's just yeah. becoming aware oh, yeah. and getting a little more wise. You're still going to be annoying in the way that you're always annoying. <laughs> that evolves too. I come by who I am, honestly. My father is, I mean, my ride or die comes from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what cracks me up is when I catch myself with mannerisms. Uh, right. Like what? Like when I was a kid, if you were telling my dad a story, he would take his hand and he would take two fingers and put them up on the side of his face. And then the other two were near his mouth and he would kind of lean and he'd be listening. And that was sort of his year full of shit or, okay, let me see what you got while he's doing that. He's like, Hey, I'm thinking about something else right now, but I gotta be here in the moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I find myself doing this when someone's talking and I'm not sure I really believe what they're saying. (laughs) So when you catch yourself with that, what do you do? Do you keep going or do you stop at this point in your life? You used to say, I just kind of giggle. (laughs) I do. I'm like, oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Yeah. I think that's what happened with Fuzzy Knucker because I, I, <laughs> I literally had to stop myself and go, fuck. 
you say that you look like your mother in that picture. Uh, there's no question that genetics is genetics. And I right. look like my parents. And, and I read the, the girls end up looking like their fathers for longer. So the father connects with them. All that bullshit. Wow. So the looking thing I've accepted. They both look really young. My mother still has good skin in, at almost 80. Mm. So, so in my 50s, I'm like, I'll fucking take that. Heck sure. yeah. But is the mannerisms that get me and and the positive ones are fuzzy knucker. The negative ones are my father is stubborn as fuck and my mother is stubborn, but loud as fuck. And so there's no way that that can't happen. There's just no way. And the nights you're talking about, you become your parents. You're going to get there. And when my mother gets unreasonable, I'm kind of like, I really uh, mm. Mm-mm. I don't want to go there. Like, can I pick and choose? Can I have that? Yeah, I wish. That and that. You, you can't, but <laughs> we're not the, the absolute sum of both. Like, we are still uniquely individual people with traits and parts and all that of our parents. Yeah, some of it, it's, it looks very like, it's like looking in a mirror. It's like, oh my God, I know I see my dad doing the exact same thing, but we're uniquely people. I think the point is, or at least my point is like, we'll never absolutely become our parents. And we're, and we're talking about like minor little sort of idiosyncrasies or personality things. We're not talking about like for some people who's grow up in very troubling sort of situations and they have really not good parents or really troubled parents. You hope that that breaks. Right. You don't want to continue those kinds of behaviors or things that are learned into the next generation, yeah. hoping to break that cycle. This little cycle, the annoyance is not so bad. That brings up an interesting question. As Gen Xers, are we becoming our parents in a different way? Like I'm assuming my mother went through the same challenges with her mother and I had my grandmothers for a long time, both sides. Mm-hmm. And I saw the reaction of my parents to them. And then my parents turned one way and then I've gone the other way because my parents turned one way and then they all end up at the same place. <laughs> but as Gen Xers being that we are cynical and we are sarcastic, are we approaching this evolution differently? Or are we still in the same loop. No, I don't think we're just stuck in the same loop because I think that parts of, of our culture have changed and our entire society in terms of segregation and things like right. that. Those things have evolved differently. We're in a better place. Hopefully mm. that, that we have grown up a little bit better and we've learned as a culture, don't always get it right. I think it's moving always as an improvement, or at least I hope so. Laura's thinking, Lucas, she yeah. has a thinking head on. I do. We should, be, we should be able to put our hands up to our face and go. Mm. I know you should. Like, hmm. I'm looking at some of the answers from the Facebook group. The question is, are we doing it any different? And it as doesn't look like we are based on them. what some of the people have said. And let's like, actually share some of those. Which one are you hooked on? David Cunningham said that Christine, who's our moderator on our Facebook page, he says, <laughs> Christine swears I already act like my father and talk like my mother. And then Erica McDonald said, I catch myself making bad jokes or comments like my dad to my nieces all the time. The other half of me is turning more into my grandmother more than my mother. Skipping. I don't think we're doing it any different though. I think we're, I think it's happening the same for us. Hopefully, but to Chris's point, we're learning, we're learning being better people as we're doing it, but I don't know that we're doing anything well, well, profoundly different. That's my point is like, maybe, maybe just by the fact that we're not where we were 60 years Correct. ago, it just is better. Correct. You know, is it, right. it going to hopefully continue on that trend? I hope so. I hope that my child is going to be better than I am, have have more opportunities, be a little bit more enlightened, maybe not as <laughs> reckless as I was when I was a kid. Or, or you know, don't hold your breath. Making, <laughs> know, but, you know, or, or making, you know, the, the poor decisions that I did. I know you make will make mistakes. That's how you learn, but not stupid mistakes. Not just stupid like learning mistakes. mistakes. And again, like, we know that that's, we can laugh at our stupid mistakes right now and some people 
people can't. I'm also aware that we can't make total generalizations. But back to some of these comments, there's one yeah. here that struck me. Bob Murphy says, according to my wife, I yell very loudly when I'm on the telephone, just like my dad did. And I now call everybody honey, just like my mom. This is what Zella Ostrick says. Not so bad at home, but not really appropriate at work. But to your point, Chris, everyone's talking about mannerisms. No one's necessarily talking about the big things. Right. They're talking mm. about like... They, they, they're talking loudly. But I, know, I know I do because my hearing is like going because of all the rock and roll and amplified music over the past 35 years. Or dad, do you do dad jokes? No. I'm okay. Not, no. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just annoying. <laughs> but I'm see, called. I love dad jokes. I'm more likely just to be annoying and make fun of things. I'm, I'm not a great joke teller per se. I'm more of a quipper. Quipper. Oh, I like Quipper. <laughs> yeah. Chris, the Quipper. I want to believe that Gen Xers are doing it different. I think you're actually correct, though, that we're not. I want to believe that our generation is so unique that we have found a different way to not become like our parents. Or if we're going to become like our parents, it's going to be totally different. I, I think I agree with you that it is what it is. There's certain dynamics that are not going to change as yeah. you age. In all these groups, these Facebook groups that we're in, everyone's posting these then and now pictures. And oh, yeah, the 10 year thing. There was a 10 year and then there was a then and now. And everyone's kind of saying we expected the 50s when we were younger, we were going to be our parents' age. We thought it was going to be really old. And whether it's self-fulfilling saying, well, we're not old, so it can't be old. There's that piece of it too, because I don't want to turn into my mother because my mother's old. It is baked in that that's the case. But as you get closer, 50 and 80 aren't as far apart as 12 and 40. But I, I, I would agree with you guys that on the whole, if you were raised with parents who cared, it's not a bad thing to turn into them. Mm -mm. I agree. But I still, I don't know. I still don't want to be late for everything. I just, no. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you don't have to be. But I just know like when something is happening and I catch my reaction, I think, well, I come by that, honestly. And then I try to catch myself so that I don't do something. So it's just maybe that's what I'm doing different is that I, I have like a an awareness. I think that's true. And I, I have not asked my parents this. I told my dad we were taping. He's like, oh, I'm interested in what you're going to say. Well, uh -oh. sure, you, sure, you're just what we're going to say. But maybe that's different. <laughs> than when our parents turned into their parents, they didn't talk about it. And we're talking maybe about that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. That, that well, we, we didn't are... have podcasts back then. <laughs> <laughs> right. We didn't have the internet. <laughs> right. We couldn't do research. But I, I, I think I think that's true. But there's an awareness and then there's maybe even a vulnerability to some degree of admitting. I admit, I'll say it here in front of everybody, I have been turning into my mother for a long time. As your kid, there's the negative things, but then there's the good things because my mother was a beloved teacher one of those people that everyone still 52 people are like, I had your mother. She changed my life because Aww. she was that good a teacher. But when you're 16 years old and all your friends are saying, your mom is great. And you're like, yeah, you don't see her at home. You can't put that together necessarily right. until you've got that distance from it. But I like the fact that maybe we can put a little pin in it. The Gen Xers are admitting to where their patterns are coming from and at least embracing some of them. If we asked your team, Chris, what would she say? Would she say, I'm not going to do anything that he does at this point because she She's 14. Yeah. But what? check back when she's 24. No, I'm fine with that. I am authority. Uh, right. Right. I am not funny. I am annoying. <laughs> or fun. No, or you fun. can't possibly be. Yes. Everything I do <laughs> is irritating to her. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I, I think I might have mentioned this sometime in the past. I was lucky to have a, a different relationship with my parents as I became an adult. They're still my mom and dad. Mm -hmm. They always will be. They'll be. They're a parent for life. It doesn't matter right, if they're in right. their 80s or they're in their 30s, but it's a different relationship now. This sort of authoritarian figure just is replaced by something else as you get older. Mm -hmm. It's, not, it's exactly. not necessarily like a best friendship or anything, but it's a, it's a friendship, a true love and, and care for each other. 
but it's they're they're not as worried about me anymore. Maybe part of it too, because we're realizing it, and then they also know that they've done their job, yeah. and that you're okay. Versus when we were younger, it's constantly like you could do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, because they don't want you to be hurt. Mm-hmm. At this point, they don't want you to be hurt, but they also feel that you got it. I just had a thought, and and that becoming my mother because I forget shit. I forget shit. Oh, that's um, just age, honey. Yeah, <laughs> you don't okay. get to blame a parent for that one. As we're aging and we recognize these patterns, are we asking our parents for details about them? I mean, it, it, I think it just comes up conversationally sometimes. It, sometimes it gets a little bit more because you don't you have no interest in what your parents were like when they were 17. Not then, you know, right. <laughs> when you're 17, you're like, oh, it couldn't be as, as hard as I my life is right now. <laughs> right. It was a lot harder. It was a lot. It was harder. a lot harder. <laughs> it was a lot harder. Yeah. Lot. They lived I have polio. Yeah. Back to that commercial thing, which everyone is seeing. Karen White in our group said this commercial series is almost too close for comfort. Like my mom, I can be too chatty with people who are just trying to do their job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the circumstantial piece of it, but I also like there's an archetype for people in each family. And so, mm. again, that continues when we get older. It's like right. they're not changing. You're deepening who you are <laughs> as you age, as opposed to turning into something entirely different, which when I was a kid, I thought I would turn into something entirely different. That's just that is the huh. nature of where we're at that I. I it's made me realize those types of things that are good versus when I was a kid, I thought it was bad. Turning into your parents right now, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind. And I think it's, it's fun to talk about. It. It's fun to see it when they're finally targeting us in these ads. And it's fun to say, Oh yeah, I did that. Oh no, they did that. Oh shit. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then do exactly what Lori did and have a big old laugh about it. Uh, versus versus the the well I'm I'm one person at 16 and I'm a different person at 52. I think you're a different version of your 16 year old self. Yeah, but you're an evolved. evolved. You're an evolved version. If we've learned anything from any of these episodes, we now are embracing evolved. Yes, yes. Evolution is good. I wish that happened earlier, though. To be honest, for me, because I would have liked to spend more time with my parents as kind of a, a unit embracing our quirks on one mm. side versus me versus them. I think it took too long to shift from that. I don't know if there are other Gen Xers out there who feel the same way that they it didn't really realize that until they were in their 40s. <laughs> oh, see, I think I realized my parents were people. Is that what's kind of like you're, what you're saying? That they're, that they're people, but there's, there's shared experiences that are okay to embrace as opposed yes, to fight yes. against. I think I was in my mid-20s. That was a, a result of intense therapy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Realizing oh, like they're a- just people that's actually doing the best point. they could with what they've got at that time even more credit yeah. to my therapist you go girl there you go <laughs> <laughs> thank you but i'm still never dressing like my mother i'm sorry okay that's all right in 10 more years when you send me a picture that you've been out somewhere i'm gonna have the other one saved <laughs> if I, if I have, if, yes. uh to remind you of anybody if i ever have a trapezoidal <laughs> mongolian fur hat with sandals and no socks yes you can call me on it. Yeah, but when you, if you're in your late 70s, your ability to give a rat's ass about anything. That's right. You just that's don't right. Care. It's like if you want to wear whatever the hell you want, go for it. And I think that's but of our generation, too. I think that 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 don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. more so as it's, you get older, too. I think we hit the don't give a fuck earlier. I, I like the fact that our generation at midlife is kind of like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. it, I, I am who I am. It is what it right. is. So, yes, in 20 years, if I'm wearing that hat, I'm going to embrace it, Lori. There you go. Okay, you should, because <laughs> it'll be a fond memory. 
All right, that is it for us this week. Thank you for listening to Gen X Stories. Drop us a note at hello at genxstories.com and we may do some shout outs on a future episode. And ew, we have merch. Like, come on, really cool shit. So go get some. Find out about it on our website at genxstories.com. You can also subscribe to Gen X Stories on your favorite podcast app. Write us a kick-ass review. Follow us on Instagram at Gen X Stories or join our ever-growing Facebook group. We all have a Gen X story. What's yours? 